0: Welcome to the Searching for SaaS podcast, where you'll join Nate and Josh, two founders on very different stages of their businesses. Nate is earlier on his journey and is looking for something to stick, while Josh is in the company building phase. Together, they will geek out on software as a service and share their stories. Let's dive into today's episode.
1: Hey, Josh. What's
0: going on, Nate?
1: Not a whole lot. It's sunny and warm over here. Can't ask for much more than that. How about you?
0: Ah, uh, it is sunny it did get a little chillier in the weird part of the summer i don't know why but it just seems to kind of feel i don't know climate change stuff just seems to randomly change more often than it used to but i could just be old and
1: crotchety <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's like hey here comes summer nope psych it's gonna be cold again
0: right yeah and then it looked hot enough you said you're, you're your your family is out and about without you while you're stuck in here recording a podcast?
1: Yeah. They're they're off on a splash pad right now. They're at some some farm where they have like all sorts of playground equipment and stuff. Oh. So they're having a blast. I wish I was out there with them. Cool.
0: Yeah, it sounds like it'd be nice on a hot day. So
1: Yeah. Ooh. So today
0: I had a, a little bit of a topic on it actually was a, a listener request Based on this, which was the listener was asking essentially where we learn, where do we go, you know, what do we listen to, what -hmm. do we read, how do we kind of just, you know, are we book people, podcast people, what and whatnot. So I don't know. I mean, I'm assuming this kind of means more in a business context, but it doesn't necessarily have to. Uh, Mm -hmm. So, Nate, you want to start off us? us off on a little of like where your go-to places, where you feel like you learn the most from.
1: Yeah, that's interesting. I, I find that really fascinating. Like where, 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 where can you find things to learn and how can you learn better and stuff like that? I think that's really neat. I think for myself, it really depends on like what the context is. Like, am I learning how to code some new thing that I've never coded before? Or am I learning how to do some new business model? Or am I learning just like some, Something that I've never heard about before. I think those are really very different things. And I think like mostly like if I'm if I have to build something or if it's like coding, I'll kind of do like some basic research, just kind of Google around and look on, look see if there's an authority kind of on the subject and kind of see what they have to say about it. And then after that, I pretty much just dive into trying it out and playing with it. Just you know get my hands dirty, keep going until I can make something reasonable.
0: That sounds like more probably more from like a coding and engineering building something perspective. But what about from the business stuff where there's not, I don't know, it may be as much of a direct like, Hey, I'm just going to Google how to, how to use, mm-hmm. you know, GraphQL or something or Postgres yeah. or something like that.
1: Yeah, I think, There is a bit of that, like with status list, I know I did a bit of just kind of playing around with the marketing stuff just to see what would work. But I did that in tandem with some other things. So if it's something that's really nebulous, like how do you market a SaaS or something like that, I usually will go and see if any of my friends have books that they've read that they would recommend on it. I find that a really useful way. So you
0: you go to your network and ask for books, like you go to find an expert that you know personally, and then ask for how like for books, that, that just re, mm-hmm. re, re, rephrasing that.
1: Yeah, and, and not necessarily that my friends are necessarily experts on the subject, but that they have a book that stood out enough to them that was really good. And that way you kind of work a level up, right? Like my friends might have some skills, but then like if there's people that they look up, then they're probably even like that much better at explaining themselves and that sort of thing. So I, I really enjoy reading books for that. And that also will kind of tap me into a larger Network of like, who does this author look up to? Who do they reference or who do they talk about? What are and what kind of concepts do they care about? Mm-hmm. And I can kind of use that to widen the net. So okay. I, re, I first read the book and then I might find like a podcast or I might find, you know, somebody who's done a lecture series or something like that.
0: Right. Right. That's interesting because it's like when we talked about coding or something more specific, you're like, Google. Okay. Mm-hmm. End of podcast and end of episode it goes to Google and then when I asked about this business stuff you were like well I go to my friends first and then books it was interesting how you went through a network you know you went through people that you had an established like level of trust or they had a level of authority that like hey I trust Josh for instance and you know he does more stuff on ABC than me so I'm going to ask him if he has any book recommendations like hey I'm just getting started so you went through a referral <laughs> or network <laughs> type of thing and then and then your next interesting part is like that gave you a tip into like okay i trust my friend and my friend trusts this person who is an expert enough that they wrote a book on it and i'm gonna go read the book and then find out where that network spans from
1: so that does mm-hmm. that does
0: that round it up accurately
1: yeah yeah Yeah, that's, yeah, that's the way that I try to work sometimes. It doesn't always go that way. Well, and it's not
0: intentional. This is just kind of like your organic, like, Hey, this is what I would just go do. And obviously if it was Mm -hmm. something like, Hey, you know, you guys are traveling and you're looking for restaurants near me, you're probably going to type that into your phone or, you know, voice it into your phone and not call a friend necessarily Mm -hmm. for that recommendation.
1: Yeah, I think it's kind of interesting like the the more knowledge based the decision is or the the thing that I need to learn is like the more in depth it is the more that I would go to friends as opposed to going directly to Google and searching for something there. Right.
0: And I think a big piece of that is context. I would I would
1: as in my, what my mind is saying because
0: they're going to know you. They're going to know mm. you know and, and or you trust them on their their level of like expertise and be able to vet that right
1: like yeah i I think actually a lot of it is that i know somewhat of what that person's worldview is Mm -hmm. like if you give me a recommendation versus another friend gives me a recommendation i take those differently depending on who gives it to me because like if josh gives me marketing advice he's coming at it from a SaaS founder's perspective Mm -hmm. but if some other friend who you know works full time at at some company as like a a laborer or something like that gives me marketing advice. I'm going to take that a little bit differently. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think that that helps me to prioritize what information I'm going to go into and that sort of thing.
0: Right. So that, that, that level of expertise So you're taking, not only does, do I know your context for my recommendation, but also, you know, my context in terms of where you're evaluating my level of expertise in an area. Mm -hmm. You also mentioned something earlier, which was values, like, which I think is also interesting because like, if you went to, let's say a person you might respect in marketing, but maybe they're, they're more salesy. They're more pushy than you like. You may not go to them because you might not feel like you have a shared values. So the books they might be recommending might be more of like these, I'm making up this fictitious person, Mm -hmm. but get rich quick scheme type of, type of marketing or things like that, that you're like, yeah, I'm not sure I I might take his recommendation more with a grain of salt. Yeah.
1: Yeah, But, and actually a very real example of that is has to do with some of my friends are willing to take very large risks in uh, starting a software company. Mm -hmm. And so they take different approaches than some of my other friends who are much, much more cautious. And so I can kind of use that to kind of weigh how I, how I understand those concepts as well. Another kind of thing that I branch out into too, if I'm not finding enough from my network to, to kind of help me grow is I'll just search on you for professional people that are talking about the topic that I want to learn about. So like, you know, a, a university professor or someone who's like known in the industry. And obviously it takes time to figure out like who is known in the industry, but just basically go find that one person who's a really good authority, who has like some sort of public view and i just like i start listening to them until they start saying the same things over and over again and then i'm like okay i feel like i know what they have to offer and i can i i can move on interesting that's
0: interesting cuz i rarely ever search on youtube
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs>
0: yeah no it's funny is it and i don't know if it's just like aversion to like video and like i don't want to sit here and like do i watch it on my computer Am I going to watch it on my phone? I don't know there there's something with me an aversion to just sitting and watching a YouTube video. like I really don't watch that much YouTube at all
1: hmm yeah i I typically do't like I only watch YouTube for like educational content, and usually I listen to it at like one point five speed because mm-hmm. usually the people talk fairly slow, but I find that it's helpful because often they'll they'll have visuals with the thing that they're speaking about. Mm-hmm. and they'll also be the best part is that if they're like doing a talk or something is that often they'll have and A Q&A at the end and i find that really valuable to like kind of to get out like what their what their mm-hmm. message is and how they think about things interesting
0: do you have like so after a person or a resource let's say you know we talked about youtube but youtube's like a, a swath of all kinds of things maybe there's <laughs> experts maybe there's not but do you yeah. find yourself, like you find someone you resonate with on there, on a topic, and you then kind of go on a gonna, go on a, I would say purge, what's the word? Binge, binge, yeah. like a binge of their stuff. Is that something you do? Like,
1: Yeah, so I'll kind of spread it out. Typically, like I'll do like a maximum, like one or two episodes of whatever it is. Per, so I won't listen to like three lectures or something like that in a row. I'll just listen to one and then digest it. And then if, if it seems to be good, then usually every couple of days or, or once a week, I'll just take more of their content in. And then, like I said, I just keep going until I get to the point that I I get I hear so many things over again where it's like, oh yeah, you said that before. Oh yeah, that I can kind of see like, okay, this is what they're driving at. I feel like I understand them.
0: Right. Yeah, I, d- I definitely and find it, going to experts is, it's interesting seeing their patterns over time, right? And they're Because a lot of them have been, you know, the good experts I feel like have been studying something f- for a really long time and they've essentially built up a mental model in their head and sometimes, oftentimes, it's it's very different than what the status quo is. So that's part of their thing is like, no, this is how you do X or Y or this is what I've learned and that 20-year-old advice is 20-year-old advice. What I've learned over the past 20 years since then is is very different and mm-hmm. it like resonates throughout their, their, their material.
1: Yeah. And I think you touched on something really important there, which is to try and summarize what that person's position on the topic is. Like, you know, like their, their their thing might be, think differently about your market, think about your customer. And it's like, by having that single like sentence, I can have a framework to look through things and remember that person by, and I find that really useful because then I can use that as a tool in everyday life.
0: Right. Yeah, I agree. There's definitely some ones that have resonated with me. Certain authors, certain, I don't know, are they influencers, are they makers, creators, whatever you want to call them, subject matter experts, We'll just, I'll just say, mm-hmm. that they have like a thing and they keep kind of circling back. And I, don't, I, f- I find it really interesting because it probably took them a long time to get to that. And it was probably like, I'm finding this with like referral rock stuff. I have so much information in my head on referral marking and all these different things. And when someone asks me, I can just rail off on a certain topic. But when it starts off and they're like, okay, so what are the, you know, what is the one thing that people need to know or the one insight? And I'm like, I, there are so many. And I have not refined (laughs) that to a point of where it's like, okay, this is the framework. It starts here. And if you know this, then you need to learn these three things. And those all like relate to this. And then you have to learn these five things before X makes sense. Like Once mm. once a lot of the, the people, and I think that's what it takes to write a book, right? That's what it takes to to give these master classes and things like that. They have it all in their head, but then it's extremely curated down to the level that someone else can pick it up without having to go through 20 years of agony and trying to make this mental model in their brain
1: yeah yeah and i think that's exactly why you read the books right because then you don't have to do the experience and learn it the hard way like you might do for some other thing that you're trying to learn but yeah i think you're right like I think that's the difference between people who are teachers or like who do lectures and stuff like that versus just talking to someone who happens to work in the industry right 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 they they've distilled it
0: that's i feel like that's the hard part now is like with all these platforms out there it's definitely very much of an equal opportunity. Um, you know, if you can, it's almost like if you can hack the algorithm, you can get <laughs> you can get known for something. But my trouble is sometimes, like, not everything out there, no matter how popular it is, may be actually good advice, or they're just regurgitating something else. And and there's plenty of people out there that know exactly what they're talking about, but there's also equally ones that are almost you know famous for being famous and they're just saying things and that's the stuff i i cringe at and i have trouble with and it makes me want to just i don't know not just (laughs) just rage and be upset
1: about it all i think that is kind of like one of the dangers of just searching google for the thing that you want to learn about like you could come across you know what's the top five things i need to know for marketing and like The stuff you're gonna find on there is probably not useful at all to you. Like maybe it'll have some basics on it, but it doesn't really tell you like how to think necessarily because probably a lot of that's been written by a content copywriter who's trying to fill keywords or something like that. My marketing
0: strategy looks seen right now with a referral rock. No, I'm just kidding. We do try to put some things up, but you're right. I mean, those are, that's out there. And I I think the same thing, like someone was good at technical SEO (laughs) Someone was good at backlink building, someone was good at refining this thing, and that's why it's a top result. They're not mutually mm-hmm. exclusive, it could also be good advice, but that's the lens I'm looking at Google for those things. Like you didn't say you were gonna search Google for like how had, had to do Exxon marketing. You went straight to like friends you know and respect and have an established trust. That meant your trust mm-hmm. with Google and how they positioned it is not necessarily there.
1: Yeah. And I guess like one really clear example of this to me is uh, when I first started my consulting, I felt really like alone, and like I didn't, I felt like I didn't know where I was going, and that's not really like a question you can just type into Google and be like, (laughs) "Where am I going? What do I do?" I'm
0: I'm alone. (laughs) Help me, Google. Help me. You're on my only hope.
1: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Like it just, it doesn't make any sense. And like the advice that I got from my my network was amazing compared to what I could ever find on the internet. Like just the depth of knowledge and like the depth of conversation and the, the way that people can relate to you, right? Like they, they take the five minutes to understand your context and then they tailor their knowledge to you, right? Tailor in a way that makes sense to you. And it's real, I find it a lot easier to evaluate whether it makes sense or not when someone is saying it to me, like if someone says to me, like it's ridiculous to do marketing, you should never do that because customers will just come to you. Then it's like, it's, it's easier to evaluate that for me in audio form as being false, as opposed to like scanning through a big long paragraph or something like that. Right, right.
0: Now, and I think we go back to that, one of those statements I said earlier, which is they know your context. So again, if they're giving you advice, they can put it into words that they're automatically trying to communicate that is going to resonate with you anyway. So you're getting the benefits of them knowing you and putting it in that context versus like you ask someone else and I might give you a, someone might give you a marketing book that is really advanced and has, you need to understand all these base concepts before this other one makes a lot of sense where if they know you and you're early on, it's like, oh, well, actually, you know what? This one's a great one to get started on. This one was the one that like hooked to me or really, You know turn the lights on for me so
1: Mm -hmm. yeah yeah what about for you what what do you do to learn something new
0: so i think i do something similar with reaching out to my network although i would say that comes more second nature i think my first place (laughs) maybe it might be google honestly like for (laughs) for something and like i said i think it's a second thought of like who do i know that knows x and I don't know mm-hmm. if that's just me not wanting to ask for help. I don't know. I think there's might be some other regressed th- feelings in there, but I think the network stuff is really powerful. And I'm trying to get better at that because I think, like even yesterday, actually, I think it was yesterday, might've been a while ago. I, I, did, I had a question about like B2B social media accounts. And I put mm-hmm. that on, on Twitter just cause I was like, I don't know and I wanna know what other people think. And I put yeah. it out on there and I actually got some really good responses and a lot of good data that I want to go through manually later and kind of almost make a summary of it. But I got a lot of recommendations and a lot of good insights on that. And that already like jumped a level of, of knowledge by just even asking a little quip from, from the Twitter network that are people yeah. that follow me and ones that I,
1: that I mentioned in it. Yeah, that's crazy how how powerful it can be when people kind of all chime in together to to answer your question, eh? Right.
0: Yeah,
1: uh, I think I think I think you're right that it can be tricky sometimes to ask people because like sometimes sometimes you can feel like you're kind of kind of dumb or like something like that, right? And it takes a little bit to overcome that.
0: I think I learn a lot by serendipity. <laughs> it sounds stupid, <laughs> but it's like I I think I think that in my brain I have so much I'm working on, and then, and I have so many tasks that it's like, I don't often ask the question. I usually just kind of go and try to figure it out for myself first. So that's, it's probably not necessarily the best habit, but I do listen to a ton of podcasts into which a lot of those podcasts lead to book recommendations. (laughs) I don't, I don't actually actively go search for books. Like I said, I don't look at YouTube but what I do have is, like in my podcast player, there are there are sources, let's say a good example is business of software I really like. So I listen to that one, Saster, I listen to that. So these are all obviously business mm-hmm. and SaaS related. Um, trying to think of another, oh, another one I really like lately, and it's fairly new is called the first round. It's by first round. Capital or or First Round Review is where they post all the blog posts on it. But, oh, it's called In Depth. That's the name of the podcast. But that one, what's interesting about all of those is they're just feeds, right? It's just like organic Mm -hmm. feeds and it may be something I'm thinking about now and it may not be. And I listen to them without, it's like I listen to them without intent other than to just listen, if that makes sense.
1: Okay, so you're kind of just, you're kind of listening to information from these different sources, but not really like for a particular reason.
0: Right. I'm not searching them out with intent, right? Like, hey, I wanna mm-hmm. learn X. Like this 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 one on from first round the that I mentioned what I said. In depth. It's called in depth, sorry. That one covers they interview all kinds of people in bigger companies, mostly V C, mostly tech. What's nice is there's not there's barely an ounce of VC funding and that type. Time. Most of the times, they're they're getting the people in the trenches. It's not necessarily always founders and CEOs, which kind of come with their own cachet baggage. of uh, <laughs> baggage and 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 topics of telling the brand story. But it really gets more into the nitty gritty. It'll be like, oh, here's this this person from Twilio that is a like senior product manager and they have this whole story about all the different companies they've looked for, how they've progressed as from a developer to a manager, to managing like hundreds of people and growing growth teams and all of these things that for me with podcasts is like the perfect space for that because it's, I keep saying it's like getting able to have access, being able to have access to a conversation. And being a fly on the wall where you otherwise wouldn't have access to. And it's like, oh, I'd love to get in the mind of this person that has seen all these things. And hearing yeah. it from their point of view and hearing a great interviewer kind of walk walk them through and trying to uncover all these insights and gems. And so <laughs> for me that yeah. organically spawns so many things. And it's like the person might ask him, Oh, well, you know, what do you think of OKRs and performance reviews? And it goes down this whole thing. And then I'm like, hmm, actually, that's, that's an interesting question. And then it has me and inspires me to evaluate how we're doing things. Or, ooh, this one talked about performance reviews. We're not doing performance reviews yet. I'm going to earmark that and remember to come back when I go revisit how we're doing performance reviews. Yeah. And it was insightful the first time, even when I wasn't doing it. And now that when I'm sure when I go back to do it, it'll be like having that person on call and getting their advice then
1: so yeah yeah so i wonder if that's like kind of related to your your place in life with like where you kind of have some stability with referral rock as opposed to like like as in like a a big growth period where you're you're just like tackling problem after problem that you don't have experience with Mm -hmm. because it seems to me that you're almost using these feeds as a way to hone your personal skills in your business and then work on those areas in your business as you gain those skills or get new insights. I wouldn't say it's as much skills but probably
0: it's expanding my map. Hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's expanding like my uncovering the what do they say that the the unknown the known unknowns or... <laughs>
1: yeah, that's the one. Known unknowns.
0: Yeah, so it's like I know that stuff is out there, but I know now when I hear about it, I realize how much I actually don't know about it or something. So, right. But I, but I know where to place it. It's somewhere 50 yards out or three miles away in that direction. And I'll know yeah. it's somewhere out there, but it's not 10 feet away, which I might have thought it was until I heard about it, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: So, yeah, it helps me see a bigger map, I think. And it helps me like, kind of reposition where I am on that and know where I could be going. So then that's, that's great for strategy. It's great for like, maybe I'm just, it may help me solve a problem that is in my face that I don't realize there's another answer because I'm hearing it from outside my
1: scope. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Do you, do you ever do, do you ever take courses? Nope. (laughs) Nope.
0: I am not a course person. I am not a very studious take a, take lesson, like take like iterative lessons building on top of each other. I more am a skip around, find the things. Sometimes I'll go back and read through the lessons properly, but maybe it's a sense of like, oh, I think I know what this is just to this. And just uh, maybe it's just a level of impatience. Uh, I'm not, not quite sure, but I've, I've never, Been able to do that well. I can read books that are a narrative straight through because you kind of have to, (laughs) and I do enjoy those. Those are different, but yeah. How about (laughs) you? Do are you a course person?
1: No, not at all. Okay, basically exactly what you said. Like, I get so impatient with courses, and I just want to, like, just tell me what's the what's the important thing here. And if I don't get it, I'll come back and read all the details. Right.
0: Yeah, because there's definitely, and I'm sure this frustrates course creators. So if they saw. Any, any one of you or me probably signing up for a course, they'd see us jump around in different spots, probably never actually finish. And they probably didn't think we got very much value on it, even though we came and got what we needed and wanted, Mm -hmm. weren't complaining about it. And, you know, maybe six months later we're revisiting it in a certain section when it applies, but then, but yeah, I'm not a build like this soup to nuts directly in Mm -hmm. an, in a, in a prescribed order
1: person (laughs) yeah yeah me either and i think there is a little bit of a downside to it like the upside is you don't waste time on things that you don't care about Mm -hmm. but the downside is is that sometimes you think that something means something but it doesn't oh yeah or like you you misinterpret right i just had that with arvid's book the other day i was reading through arvid's book and i was like yeah this is cool nice exercises yeah those look nice and i just carried on and I was like, you know what? Maybe I should just go back and do those. Let's just see what happens. Mm-hmm. And so I went back and did them. And I was like, hey, Ooh. like this this works like 10 <laughs> times better than I thought. <laughs> okay. Okay. Right. Sorry. So this is why
0: everyone thinks we act like know-it-all idiots when someone that read the book is like, no, 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 it's this. And we're like, no, it's this. And they're like, did you actually read it? I'm like, no. But I think it's this, right?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But there's, I guess from my perspective i was like uh, i there's nothing worse to me than like a meeting where some person just like talks on and on and on and they like don't really have much content i get really impatient with that kind of thing and same with like books it's like if it's not progressing like just let me out
0: yeah no I, i and that's why like articles i like to like i love to read the headlines skim around jump in and out and oftentimes it may lead me to go back and read the whole thing and if i like everything I read and even I spot into was really good. Then I'm like, ooh, I should read the whole thing straight through. Like, because, yeah. hey, you know, what's sort of interesting, I, I'm not, I don't listen to as much music as I used to, like kind of mm. as a, you know, in college and teenager and things like that. But it's kind of similar, right? Like you would hear a song on the radio and you would get into into a certain song and some people would buy just the single some people would just listen to the one but i was always a person where i'd be like what's funny is this is opposite i'd really get into like listening to the album as the artist intended straight through and would never random would not repeat i mean sometimes you get obsessed with a song and repeat it but yeah yeah. i was very much like i want to listen to it like how they how they designed it intended from track one to
1: 15 or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think the difference there is that the music is not for getting information out of it. It's like about the experience. Ah, right?
0: It's probably more like the narrative right. thing I was talking about before. with Like, reading. yeah.
1: Like, like we read books for fun, but if you're trying to get information out, then it's a different story. Right. Right.
0: Right. So, yeah. So for me, the podcasts are big, but like I said, like I even mentioned a few on here, you know, first round review with the in depth, and also their their content is amazing. So what's funny, I just wanted to add this point is the ones I mentioned, those are all go-to places, Business of Software, First Round, and Saster, things like that, where in those certain subject matter areas, I will go and search through their catalogs for things. So if I do have a question on, let's say, performance reviews or something like that, I might go to some of those places because they are curated. They are, I have, they do have a high level of editorial and like usually don't have kind of crap and fluff. And so Mm -hmm. I trust, it has an established level of trust and reputation with those media sources. And we talked earlier about trust and reputation with people, but those, those sources, like I will, those will be go-to places I will Specifically, go to their sites or in their podcast lists and search for terms if there is a problem. If I am looking by intent,
1: so yeah. So in a way, that's sort of like your network of friends in a a little bit.
0: A bit, yeah. To go
1: and search there,
0: yeah. So it's kind of a combination, right? It's like those are the those are those places I will do by intent, and then they're also there to kind of be like a friend or always just chatting about different stuff that might or may or not be relevant, but I'm kind Mm -hmm. of vested in. Trusted enough that I'll give it a shot to whatever they have to say
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah
0: oh, cool. any uh last thoughts about where where you learn?
1: Well, I think not so much where you learn, but I think never stop learning. Just keep making sure that you're you're always trying to expand your your knowledge and you know being be a little bit humble about how much you you think you might know, I think is really important
0: yeah, I agree there's definitely. So much out there, so many pockets of you know, just because someone says one thing you may not agree and there's there's so much knowledge out there to have access to. It kinda mm. dumbfounds me at sometimes when people are like, I don't know how to do this and it's like, Oh my gosh, there's can you imagine trying to figure some of this stuff out twenty years ago? Like, just do you realize how much how much information reputation mm. networks people books podcasts all these things it's like you don't even have to be like well i don't i don't like to read it's like cool hey do podcasts like
1: there's
0: (laughs) there's almost like no excuse in my brain other than like i just don't have the will to learn like
1: Mm -hmm. yeah so pretty much i think anyway
0: i think that's a good note to end
1: sounds good cool all right see you next week Bye. Bye. thanks for joining us today if you enjoyed our podcast, please share with a friend. We're new to this podcasting thing, and we'd love to hear what you have to say. Tweet us at searching for SAS on Twitter. That's searching the number four SAS, or send an email to searching for SAS at gmail.com. See you next week.